Look, I'm I'm apologizing in advance for this week's audio quality, at least for my mic. Autumn's mic sounds perfectly fine. I was using a USB mic. It doesn't send a signal to the headphones. I couldn't gauge how I was actually sounding. It's no excuse. Look, I'm just trying to come up with reasons to get myself off the hook. And I, I'm above that. I'm better than that. I'm supposed to be an audio professional. And it didn't show today. I'll tell you that. It's a person who's supposed to know what they're doing. This did not present itself today. So I, again, am sorry. I'll go back to the normal setup next time we record. It's not so awful that it should be totally distracting, but it ain't good. That being said, I apologize once again. Here's the show. So you're telling me last week's episode was just fucked for a whole week. I didn't listen to it yet. Have you listened to it? No, I don't listen to any of our episodes. Oh. I replaced the file. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, you said that. That's right. Okay. I don't know what's going. I I assume it has something to do with the internet problems, but this whole program that we use is supposed to sync things despite that. Right. So whatever. Can you, can you hear these jackhammers in the distance? No, I cannot. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I know it's a staple of New York. It's not like it's a surprise, but <laughs> fuck, they're demolishing a whole building. It used to be a gym that I would go to. I probably went to huh? six times in my life, despite paying for a membership for four years. Oh, and uh, Six times out of four years? That was more than that. <laughs> and maybe less years. Fewer years. Not less yeah. years. Fewer years and uh, more times to the gym. But the gym caught fire uh, a year and a half ago. Is that how you got out of your membership? You just set it on fire? No, COVID got me out of my membership because the gym shut oh. down, even though they were being real dicks about it. Because right. when I signed up, they got my name backward. So they thought my first name was Russ and my last name was Gregory. <laughs> and I knew that. Like I, t- I, When I was sitting there, the guy put it on the sheet. I was like, this is wrong. It should be switched. He's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, it's going okay. to be a big deal later on when I try to cancel this membership. And of course it was. And even though I told the people, I was like, my name is Greg Russ, but on the membership, it fucking says Russ Gregory because you've got my names backwards. So just look out for that. And then they played dumb. Look, what? Huh? I can't grasp this. <laughs> so. But how would that make it difficult to. I couldn't cancel, cancel. it. Because I, my ID had a different name on it and they, they, they were really fucking dumb, which I don't think was the case. I mean, they were really fucking dumb. But I also think they used it as a convenient way to create confusion. So I couldn't cancel my membership. Since none of these gyms, you can actually just go online. You can sign up online. You have to go in person. You can sign up online very easily and get your membership. But if you want to quit it, yes, you either have to go in person so you can be subjected to the pitch and the guilt trip and whatever fucking tricks they want to throw at you. Or you have to handwrite a letter. (laughs) I guess you could type it, but it has to be mailed. It's like, oh yeah, I trust that. How how convenient uh, a hand mailed letter. You easily can say, we never received that, and right. I have no proof. I guess I could put tracking on it, but even then, well, you could do a that green slip. What is that called? A certified mail? No, certified. Well, yeah, you could do you could do a mail that. It's signature required, but at that yeah. point, it still says it got delivered to the building, but 
the person. Well, I it's still the person who was supposed to give it to me never gave it to me. It is scummy. I'm surprised there's not some kind of regulation behind. It's like just. But I think you signed the contract, so sure, they sure. can do whatever they want. You're you're in the four corners of that contract. If you have a contract, so they can do whatever fine. they say, they say in the contract. Look, if you have a contract, that's fine. You're subject to that contract because you signed it. But at some point, you're no longer under contract. Or even the contract says, if you terminate early, there's this fee involved. But yeah. you should still easily be able to easily get out. You should be able to go online, log into your account, and cancel. And right. then it says, well, you still have a contract, so you owe us this. And you say, okay, fine. I did sign that contract. But instead, you can't do that. And hmm. they fuck around with you. And luckily, this gym, it burned down when it was a different owner. A different owner came in and bought it. But when the New York Sports Club assholes refused to let me out, they kept charging people during COVID too. Other gyms. A crunch, oh, even though they were closed. Yeah, crunch for God's sake. Stop charging people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust crunch <laughs> as far as I could I've never throw thought, a shoe. I've never thought about its name the fact that it's crunch it's a pretty dumb name crunch crunch it's like it's like a it's like a gym being called like stomp <laughs> yeah too bad there was already a kick. stage show there was a stage kick show gym. they would have done stomp but yeah that shut down finally stomp is no more and for people who are who only have a high bmi the gym is called squeeze <laughs> that's gross <laughs> What are you saying? Fat people are gross. Uh, yeah. Got me. You caught me. I didn't say anything like that. I just didn't like the idea of squish. I didn't like the idea of squish. So anyway, the gym went out of business. Well, let me go back a second. Uh, The New York state attorney general had to tell the gym to stop charging people else. There'd be like consequences and to refund the money. That's what it came to because they wouldn't stop charging people. And then my specific gym, not the chain overall, but my gym went out of business and I lucked out. And that's that. I recently, um, well, not recently, maybe like four months ago, my uh, card that I had on file for my gym uh, expired. And I kept getting calls and notices and stuff that I, that it was, they, they weren't saying that I was in the rears, but they were saying that, you know, we can't process your payment. Like you need to pay us. And I was ignoring it because I was hoping it would just go away because I'm really not going to the gym as often as I probably want to, you know, just that whole gym scenario. And then I got some letter that was saying like, it'll go into collections. I was like, oh shit. So I just went back and paid what I owed before and then put my card back on file. So now I got to go to the gym. They scared you. Yeah. They scared you with collections. I'll tell you what, collections ain't going to frighten me. I got a collections from a dermatologist and I still threw that bill out. Oh, and your credit score is still really high. Look, if it ever gets to the point where it says it's going to hurt my credit, then I will. pay it but i push things I, medical bills i don't know the law surrounding them some people say you don't even have to pay them it's the one i don't know about the debt i know that they still send me a bill actually two different dermatologists i just didn't like that the insurance didn't i play pay a lot for insurance 
I know. I shouldn't be I getting bills for $600. And when you look at the insurance bills, it shows you the cost of things. It's like, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I went to a different doctor, just I think my general checkup. But you look at the breakdown and it's like, this visit cost $2,800. And then there's an offset or an adjustment and it says uh-huh. insurance paid $203. So, Clearly, those costs aren't being paid by insurance, but when the bill comes to you, you're expected to pay it. I know that you can reach out and negotiate. I don't want to fucking negotiate. <laughs> Things shouldn't be priced so fucking high to begin with that I have to call you and say, I'm not paying this. And you're not going to get the same deal that the insurance company gets. Right. But it proves it's all a, a scam. And well, it's all that game ever since the ever, ever since, you know, paying for insurance like that started. Right. Was because or so then it was like, oh, well, now we can charge way more for stuff and insurance will cover it. But then we can also pass that on to. The consumer. I, the they try. <laughs> they try. I don't see how they recoup any of those costs because the bills are so outrageous. People yeah. pay him. Listen, I told you about um, how Travis got his house was because the 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 <clears throat> the family that lived there, like since the seventies, um, I think they were the first owners. They uh, the dad got sick, and they needed to pay their medical bills, so they did a reverse mortgage on the house, and then he lived like too long. Like they thought that it was going to be like the short term thing. I don't really understand that part, but anyway. So then the reverse mortgage was for so long of a time that they ended up like owing the amount that it's worth. So when they sold it to Travis, they barely made they made like $5,000 profit on a house that they could have made, you know, since they owned it from the 70s. Like they owned it probably outright at some point, or at least were close to it. And I was saying like, oh, and so like all the parents had died at this point and it was the kids taking care of the house. And then like they needed to sell it. And this is this position they were in. Um, and it was good for Travis, but not for them. So I was thinking, like, I would never do that to my kids. I would never put them in a position where they would have to now, like, I'm going to pass down this burden to you, you know, and then you have to sell it. I don't know if people plan have... on that. I don't even know how many people are familiar with that, that it gets passed down. And the well, reverse. The, money, well, you, the, the house, they, the, the lady that lived there before she died, she had to know what the situation was with the house. Well, how she was supposed to live. So what I'm taking from this is she lived too long. She ran out of money, so she had to borrow against her house to get more money. Yeah, the the dad eventually it was the dad, and then the dad died, and so the the lady was still alive, and so she lived in the house, but the house was still in the reverse mortgage. Yeah, so at some point they just needed money, so they borrowed against <clears throat> the equity in their right. house, which, yeah. like you said, by that point probably was paid off. And if it was or worth, some, at least close, you know, they could they probably borrowed like two hundred thousand dollars. Who knows? Back, I don't know when it was, but. Yeah, so say it was worth three hundred thousand dollars. They needed money. You borrow two hundred and fifty. Then the house is only worth fifty at that point, unless you pay back. Right. Yeah, I don't. I if what I'm saying it, though, I'm sorry. What I'm saying though is, if I ever rack up a giant insurance bill, like from a hospital or something, just I'm I'm not paying it. <laughs> Either that or I'll get a loan for $5,000 and I'll be like, I'll give you $5,000 and that's it. And that's it. You can take this $5,000 or you're not getting anything. And then I'll go into collections and then I'll try and play that game where like the collections, yeah, like I have to know exactly what they're collecting for and the, ins- the, the collections that purchased the debt 
uh, can't tell me what it's for because it's a HIPAA violation because it's a health issue. And then they can't prove what they're collecting for. And then therefore you don't have to pay it. <laughs> it's quite the scheme. Yeah, medical debt. That's my, appa- that's my scheme. Well, medical debt apparently doesn't get passed to next of kin. Unless you sign some document at some point and you were tricked <laughs> or you, you said, <laughs> I don't know why you would sign this, but say your parents. Well, you sign a lot of things you don't read. Well, I, then I'm not signing anything in the future. Mm-hmm. We're going to let let's say my dad's in the hospital and I'm not signing that. Like, we're going to let him die then. Is that going to happen? That's not going to happen because then I sue the I'm fuck saying. out of him. So I'd say, Let's no, play the game. They're playing a game. I'm going to play it too. You want to play? I'll play. I'm not. Uh, yeah. It says if you sign some documents agreeing uh, to guarantee payment <laughs> for <laughs> your parents' medical debt bills, then it's your responsibility. But if they rack up these costs, it doesn't get passed to you. Where even the house, saying, like, even the house ahead. isn't necessarily passed to the kids. They just have to deal with the house at that point. It's like the house is willed to the kids. And right. But then it becomes their burden to deal with because they they can't afford the mortgage because they have their own mortgages or rents or whatever. So then they have to sell it. But, you know, Travis is trying to buy it for the price that is the price around here. And which is, I don't remember what, but it would mean that they would either make nothing or Travis would have to lower his price so that they could make a profit. And then there's, and since it hasn't been updated since the seventies, you know what I mean? Like there's all these allowances, like, well, the windows are, you know, like drafty and terrible and haven't been replaced ever. So we need to replace that. There's some stuff in the basement that looks suspect. Like we want some money for that. You know what I mean? So even if he did lower his price by like, 5k there's still gonna be that much at least in allowances for the house so why would he lower his price he would pay more so they could make some money Him because lo- isn't it that they owe that be- uh, because the house is still so expensive i don't i don't know what the deal is I, my so it sounds like whatever you know they maybe borrowed against the way. house they borrowed against the house they uh-huh. died whatever that loan was wasn't paid off and right. they maybe have to still make payments on that. But if they sold the house, then they could pay off the rest of the I said it wrong. mortgage. I just, sure. It's that reverse I, mortgage that like messes me up. <laughs> anyway, you're right. He, so he he would have to give them more money. But he wants to lower his price. Travis wants to lower, wanted to lower his price so that he would have allowances. Because he can get a loan for a certain amount. But then they can, you know, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's more that now this problem is put on those kids. And if there are siblings, then there's probably a disagreement about how to handle that situation. And what a pain in the ass. Like, I just will not do that. And like I was saying about playing the game, I was, remember I told you I was going to like, when you I, may do it though. I, you may. When I die, I'm going to just like, I'll, I'll take out some loans or something and just bury the money and give the kids a treasure map. <laughs> just find the money. So they don't, so it's not taxed. And that they don't have to take on my debt and that can just give them a bunch of money. Now, I don't know if personal loans, <laughs> if that gets passed on. I don't know either. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that, that or sounds... you know what? I'll disown that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do whatever I got to do paperwork wise so that and... they, don't, they don't get the, the, the financial burden. Because what a bunch of bullshit to put on people who are just dying. There's clearly, uh, this is not an executable scheme, else everyone would be doing it. 
I assume if no, you're people don't do it because they don't think about it. No, I'm, I assume that if you're close to dying <laughs> and you go ask for like a six hundred thousand dollar loan, even a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> loan, they're going to say, no, we're not giving that to you. Why not? I'll do it online. They don't see me walking in like a uh, they, shriveled They know your brazen. age. They do, you know, they do check <laughs> to make sure you are who you say you are. So they're going to know this stuff. Well, I'm going to Google. I'm 80 years old. You're not, maybe. look, you're not beating the system. The system beats you. That's, that's the way it works. It's the way it's always going to work. Banks aren't dumb. In the past, maybe they got fooled, but. They know every trick in the book. You're not just going to go take out loans and die and hide it for your kids. You know, I don't think that you believe in dreams. I don't. Okay? I, or goals. I don't I think it's, I don't think that's going to happen. Top personal loans for seniors. Ten best personal loans. Whatever. I'll get a loan with a huge legally mortgage lenders can't reject applicants due to age. Having a fixed income in retirement can limit mortgage options for was mortgage. But still. Okay. There's collateral, though, when you take out a mortgage. So the banks, it's less risk. Even if you're old, they're like, well, you're never paying back the 30-year mortgage because you're going to die. They take the house. Well, I'm not going to take out $600,000. I know, but they take the house. But when you're just taking out a personal loan with nothing to back it, they're not going to give you that much if there's no way they can recoup Well, I've taken out a loan. I have nothing to back it. I mean, those exist. You also aren't 80 years old trying to take out money to hide in coffee cans for your kids. <laughs> and now I've said it on record. So well, it's not going to work. It's fine. It's not going to work. <laughs> Why not? And you may. Well, you know what? Then I'll take out every stitch of money that I have squirreled away and I'll I'll take it all out and I'll I'll put it in the coffee cans and I'll bury that. They can find it. And I won't. It won't be given to them, and then they have to pay death tax on it or whatever. I don't think your kids, when they're 40, are going to enjoy going on a treasure hunt. <laughs> Listen, it's not going to be a real treasure hunt. It'll be like... They'd rather just have the money willed to them. Like, okay, you know I it's got... Gonna it. be? It's going to be like in Survivor. It's going to be on a parchment, and it's going to say 10 paces from the whatever, and they're going to have to like dig in the sand and or reach in a tree trunk or something and find it. And then if it's that easily found, cash. somebody else will have found it by then. See, such so negative. No, not negative. This is a ridiculous idea. This well, then is, how can I do it? What's the practical way then? <laughs> this is, uh, you're thinking of your kids being four for eternity. No, I'm not. Perpetually I'm thinking, four. Hey, listen to, listen. If my parents right now handed me a tea-stained treasure map, you don't think I'd be excited about fi- following the clues to find the money? I would absolutely be into that. I'm 41. I mean, that's something your parents probably would do. If my parents handed cool. me a tea-stained treasure map and say, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because you guys aren't fun. It's not It's not fun. <laughs> it's demeaning. Absolutely not. It's money. I'll take your money. I'm and so... then you know what? You know what? Wrapped around the money will be a really sweet note that I left them from the beyond. You take money with humility. <laughs> it's like, of course, I'm not going to turn it down. But it's like, okay, it's here. Not when you're dead. If you're alive, it's like, no, you know, it's like, I'm not going to take your money. But when you're dead, it's like, well, it's mine now. So I'll take it. And thank you for creating this weird scheme where I don't have to like but it sounds like 42% of it because of taxes. It sounds like some shitty parents that never really love their kids and they made a lot of money and they want to demean their kids after they die. Like you want my money? I'm going to put you through this rigmarole of embarrassing situations where you have to go hunt for my money, money and find it. And then the, it just to prove that the kids are so fucking 
desperate to get the money because they can't sustain themselves that they will do anything that the treasure map says, including things like strip naked and shove a corn cob up your asshole and go into wow. the Walmart in Maine why are you, and go why back are you to the gun there? section and get a gun and buy some bullets and put it to your chin and pull the trigger and then you can have my money. Jesus Christ. Why would I? First of all, that is not the scenario that they will be in. So, well, that's... And then I will not make them do demeaning things. That's what and Jeff Bezos be, is going to do. You want my money? You stupid little I wouldn't leeches. be surprised. Go to fucking Mars, bitch. It's buried it somewhere there. <laughs> Take the money with humility. Like, okay. I mean, thank you for leaving this. Yeah. Also, damn, I got to lose 47% of this to taxes. I wish my parents had buried it in a cool treasure map. That would have been fun. That's what I would have said. I, uh, sure. I don't know the laws around this well enough. If you take all your money out in cash yeah, and you just give it to your kids under the table, maybe you can get away with that. All right. I might do that. That could extend the treasure map. Like as I'm dying, take my debit card. I actually don't, I actually don't even know what the laws are. My pin is. When I got money from my grandparents dying, it was never taxed. I bet I never claimed it. It probably my... was before it got to you. I don't think it was. I think it was taken out of the the account. I think before there's a, they died? I think there's a limit before it's taxed. No, they had died. Oh, okay. It, there might be a limit, like 50K or something. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that much, so. So, uh, tax law. Tax law, blah. The federal estate tax exemption shields 12.06 million from tax as of 2022. What? But people there's, get taxed on their parents' stuff all the time. Well, there's houses and death taxes. <clears throat> death tax. Fuck you. There's no federal inheritance tax, but there's a federal estate tax. The federal estate tax generally applies to assets over about $13 million, 12.92 million in 2023, 13.61 million in 2024. And the estate tax ranges from 18 to 40%. Uh, so if it's under 13 million, <laughs> you're, you're apparently Dang fine. <laughs> Again, there's somebody probably yelling right now. I don't know enough about this. I don't, I don't, I try not to think about it. Like, obviously I'm going to deal with it one day, but my parents were so young, I'll be old myself. And, you know, my parents have a house. They have that beach condo. My dad was able to save quite mm-hmm. a bit of money. And I think about dealing with my sisters when that comes. And I, I know. No, I, I don't say it in a way like, oh, we're going to. It's like, I don't really care. Like, I feel like I'll be sad that my parents are dead. And even look, if I if for whatever reason, in the will, it said, you get nothing and your sisters get everything. I think I would be like, what the hell happened in question? <laughs> but I, I look, there would be feeling and it wouldn't be that I was, wouldn't be upset if I, for some reason, got nothing. But I, even talking about it now, I can't feel that motivated to fight them for it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's just what happened. <laughs> it's weird. Well, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a falling out. I just went fishing with my dad last year and everything seemed fine. But no, I wouldn't. I also, I mean, I'm an only child, but if I had siblings, I wouldn't. I don't know how. I guess if you have a relationship with your siblings that 
sucks. And then in this time when your parents have gone and now you're having to deal with them sucking or like they're getting sort of rewarded in a way for being shitheads, you know, like that's got to sting even more and be really disappointing and hurtful. And so like it's easier just to be really mad. I think it's gross the way people act, though. Yeah, of course. Sure, there's a variety of circumstances. And if you had shitty siblings who treated your parents like crap and then they were rewarded at the end of it, I can understand. But the fights that people get into, it just it just feels mostly sad. And it happens but don't you think, so do you often. Don't you think you understand why? No. Oh, I think it's because they're actually really devastated. And dealing with are. that, well, I'm just saying that that is a lot more difficult to deal with than anger. So it's just a lot easier to let some of express some of that in a easier way through anger to your siblings. I think you're giving them too much credit. There's people who can't wait for their parents to die so they can get their. Well, inheritance. yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the worst scenarios. I'm talking about like normal family dynamic. So you just think that they're sad and they're offsetting yes, of it through fighting. Of course they are. Yes, absolutely. That's why every. I don't believe most... it because if there were no money, they wouldn't just fight then. Sure they would because it's not always about money that people fight about. It's like, you know, Sarah, you know, got those flowers and I know mom hated those types of flowers. She insisted on getting them because. Blah, 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 blah. On that level, I buy what you're saying more. I think when there's money involved, it's like, oh. Whatever. Well, money is just a, another part of it. Maybe there's a bit of that, but people are so not just money, but desperate like, to get their hands on it. Mom told me that I was going to get that painting. Well, I liked it. And I, it's for my daughter. So, well, my daughter's in the middle of you know. It's like all of that. It's just any anything that they can grasp onto instead of dealing with their actual sadness, which is too sad. Yeah, I prefer not to think about it. The time comes fast. I remember my grandparents when I was. Young. They're like in their 50s. So it's like, damn, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're dead. They're all dead at this point. Now that my parents are in their 60s, I mean, I know your dad's older. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh. And seeing seeing them interact with grandchildren, I was like, oh, that's like, those are my grandparents. That's how these kids view them. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah. old to my nieces and nephews. And they're not even that old. They're only 63. God, they were so young. Yeah. Yeah, for having a 41-year-old, I'll I'll turn 42, and then 10 days later, my mom will turn 64. Wow. I mean, there's a good chance that what we're discussing, I never even have to deal with. I could die before them. Well, (laughs) that's true. Always take it to the worst. Let's look at the reality. That's why I haven't gone back to the doctor with the... uh, to get my liver checked because the oh because they had high whatevers yeah the ALT enzymes were high and I'm not going to go but if you had that didn't didn't you get that was a test through a doctor right it was a blood test and then did they call you about it well my general practitioner said I'm not that worried about it even though okay then uh, even though it was elevated and then I went to another doctor uh for the testosterone since that Woo! since that came in low and that doctor said well one you need to get blood work done again because you were tested in the afternoon and we need to test testosterone in the morning and 
I also see these liver enzymes are high and I don't like the look of that. So, uh, and if there was any kind of treatment we put you on, it will affect your liver. So you need to get retested. And that was in August. And I just keep putting off the appointment. I keep delaying it a month because I refuse to go get the blood test again because I'm worried that the enzymes have gotten higher and it's going to signify that something's happening. Liver You're failure. You're not in therapy anymore? No. I mean, look, I could check in. I could reach out to my therapist. Maybe you should say, and maybe you could talk about why you're avoiding this. I know why I'm avoiding it because I don't want to. I know you uh, know why, but you need to talk about it. I'm not going to get anything out of therapy on this one. Oh, you sound just like people who don't want therapy. I went for seven fucking years and I check in when I need. I don't think that this one's going to really help me navigate it. I know the reasons behind it. There's no insight about it. Again, you're like intellectualizing it. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're I'm saying you know scared. why. Scared. Yeah, because it is very obvious. I am scared okay. that the they're going to be higher, and then I'm gonna have to start getting tests done, and they're gonna have to figure out what the fuck it is. And yeah, then but it's... talking about talking all of that through with a professional will help you. What are you gonna get out of it? What's I what's think... tell me the path here. What's how's the discussion going? Where do you end listen, up? Listen, I am not a licensed clinical therapist. I know, but just However, tell me. I think a path toward getting a better attitude about going would be to have you talk through like all the worst fears, like everything that you think will happen, and then like what happens after that, and then what happens after that. And that makes you feel and better. You, and then no. you, and then you come to a point where you're like, oh, I guess I'll know something. That At still least I'll exists. have information. I don't want information. Ignorance is bliss. I know. But so the point is, it's like either, you know, I'm going to die anyways, or I'm going to die sooner. So which one? And then you don't want to die because you're afraid of it. So why wouldn't you go get treatment? Because there is no treatment. At that point, it gets too late. You don't know that. Your liver is scarred. You don't know that. You've got fatty liver, whatever the fuck it is. You don't know. Well, look, I'll wait for jaundice to start presenting itself. I'll wait for uh, clay-colored stools. None <laughs> of that's happening at this point. So I'm just saying, having some... Don't talk to me about it. I don't, I'm not a therapist, but I'm saying... I don't need to talk to a therapist about it because, again, oh, it's not going to get me to boy. a point where I don't feel these things. Listen, I am the same way as you. Like, I can, I can... I can think about my feelings. I can feel my feelings. I I know what's going on, but talking it through with someone else, especially someone who's a professional like that, is always beneficial and helps either calm me or like she asks me questions that I didn't think of or brings things up that I didn't consider, you know. Yes. I just would, you know. I hear you. But okay. this particular but, instance is not going to be solved in any meaningful way. I'm not going to change the way I feel about it. Man, Talking, I'm telling you, I I, you, you go to the yourself. therapist. You go hear to the yourself. therapist. I hear myself. I understand. You I went just like again. Eric. No, I went to therapy for seven years. I understand I going and working through things. And uh, why is it that I have an inability to express needs in a relationship? And when people ask me for things, I get annoyed by that. Uh, why is it that 
Uh, I have an inability to impose or let people down. These are things that you talk about and you work through, and then you can put things into practice. Nothing is coming out of a session where it's like, I feel like going to get my liver enzymes checked now. It's still going to be the same thing. Nothing's going to change. Either I'm going to go or I'm not. And I'm going to go at some point and deal with it. I just don't want to deal with it, uh, you know, before the holidays. All those things it could ruin sounds... the holidays before my birthday. I don't even care about my birthday, so I'll have to put it off, oh, off until after February. Then I'll plan some trip in April. So I'll say, well, I can't go get it done now because if I get bad results, it'll ruin the trip in April. But at some point, there'll be an extended stretch of nothing in my life. And then I'll say, all right, and then it'll be to too late. We should have found out earlier. No. I think um, I did have a point. What was it? Um, shoot, I forgot it. No. Oh, I was going to say, um, a lot of the things you brought up that you worked through in therapy seem to be you in relation to other people and not you in relation to yourself. No, there's a lot of relationship with yourself in that. No, there is. It does have to do with you, but this has nothing to do with anyone else and just about you and how you treat yourself and not how your behavior affects others. It's how your behavior affects you. You ain't going to convince me. Okay. Nothing. Uh, if anything, I'll I'll set up an appointment just to spite you, and I'll tell you what we talked about. That's what I'll do. I'll reach out okay. and say, "Hey, I need an appointment." And I don't then, think you will. And then it'll be nothing. I'm like, wow. What you did just, you? It's like my dad, where I'm like, you know, he's falling all the time. He's not doing anything about it, and he needs to, physical therapy, right? And so he goes to physical therapy, and I hear about it, and I ask him, like, "Hey, how was physical therapy?" He's like, "Well, it didn't work. I think he went twice." <laughs> I don't know how that works. You can't just go once or twice. It's like a, it's like a process. I'll go once to therapy and I'll sit there with my arms crossed. Yeah, but following physical therapy, then it's difficult. You have to put in the work, but uh, it, therapy, it's still within. Same. It's within your control. It's like, hey, I'm I'm falling, therapy so also. I'm falling, so I need to do things to keep from falling. Yeah. When you when you go to get a liver failure diagnosed, it's like I can't do shit about this, and I just have to yes, sit and wait. Yes, you can. You can get tested and see what's going on and at least get information so that then you can make a decision about what to do next. I don't have time to deal with these and think oh, about these things. Ridiculous. I have a life to live. Are you fucking with me? Are you being silly? Are you being like No, I I don't want to spend you're being my serious? I don't want to spend my life every day thinking about uh how an organ is failing me. I rather just How how is going and getting a, another test result uh thinking every day about how your organs are failing? For because that's not, if it's higher, it'll say that things aren't good or it could be lower. And then maybe there's one thing that you can do to fix that or to help it. Or it could be Or lower. you'll get it back and it'll say, oh, it's actually normal. And then all of this was for nothing. And then I won't pay the LabCorp bill. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which I actually have one in my hand. Yeah. From my, from, <laughs> I got a bill. It said $45 due. I was like, Why? I've never paid. I in the past, my insurance has covered the blood work. I'm not paying for this. This is a good example, though, of uh, looking at the charges. It's a uh-huh. complete metabolic panel. That's forty eight dollars. CBC platelet panel, thirty two dollars. Lipid panel, hundred and two dollars. You get the idea. Adds up to one thousand five dollars and ninety cents. Then there's adjustments of nine hundred and two dollars and thirty eight cents. Insurance paid on a bill of $1,005.90, $58.24. <laughs> and that's from LabCorp? 
Yeah, and then they're asking me to pay them. I do not trust them. LabCorp. They're asking me to pay them forty five twenty eight, but uh, you know, I'll just keep putting that off till they leave me alone. You know, I have some um, Minute Clinic uh, bills that come in for Ellie and Pete when they had strep throat, and I don't understand. Like, I've already paid the copay. I don't understand why they're charging me more for like a test that was done. It's like I paid the copay. That's what the copay is for. We pay the when co-pay. I go to a regular doctor, doctor, not just like the Minute Clinic. Then it's like I don't pay again. Well, you have deductibles. You know? so maybe you haven't met that yet, or but I have. Or the certain things aren't covered, or only percentages are covered, and you really well, need still, to I read just your plan. It. I'm like, fuck you. I mean, that's what I do with medical bills. <laughs> I medical I'm get bills. Really confused. I'm gonna get confused. I'm gonna bury the medical bills in a coffee can <laughs> on accident. I do. I do not. I think I have dementia. I'm dying. I think to the past. When I get medical bills, I do not pay them. Like if I pay on site, that's one thing. But when I get yeah. a bill later, it really does piss me off. It's like, how dare you? I thought I I pay for the insurance. I paid the copay, like you said. And now you're sending me a bill. Going back to some psycho- psychiatrist that I saw when I lived at 1660 Peachtree, oh, I was wow. getting a bill from that person for like $250 for a year. And then, <laughs> and then I found out they went out of business. And so I didn't <laughs> have to pay. So I got out of that one, but there's other bills that I just ignore for years and some of them still send me the bill. Wow. Really? Yeah. One of them went to collections and I got one collections bill and I never got another one and collectors what buy the debt like pennies on the dollar. And yeah. And then they try and get the whole amount you owe. Well, yeah. So like whatever they get is a profit, I guess. Well, so that one was like $50. I was like, I could have paid the $50. I just out of principle wasn't going to do it. And Mm -hmm. what did they buy it for? A dollar? So I, th- yeah, I don't even know if they found it to be worth their time. They left it alone. And then the dermatologist, like I said, sends me a, it's funny. It was a bill for $500 for quite a while. And last time I opened it, it was only 300. I don't know why it changed, <laughs> but it was like, keep sending me those bills. Those stamps will start to add up. I mean, it's been three <laughs> years at this point. What's three years of stamps, stamps are going up. What do stamps even cost these days? $6. I don't know. <laughs> now let's see. Hey, Siri, I don't have any free hands, so I can't type this in. How much do stamps cost these days? I found this on the web. 66 cents. I was going to say like 58. Is it 66? I don't know. Was it 63? There's different types of postage prices. Stamps cost U.S. Siri was worthless. It is pretty crazy how you have other whatever the fuck they call them. Virtual assistants. Is that what they call like oh. Alexa? Yeah. But Siri stinks. Siri doesn't do anything. She's like, here's what I found she on doesn't. the web. It's like, just tell me. Yeah, she just says, here's what I found and doesn't read it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to know. I'm asking you, not typing for a reason. All right. 66 cents. It's not a lot, but let's say 36. You've spent $23.76 on postage <laughs> sending me that bill. <laughs> yeah. You got him. It's the same thing I'm doing to T-Mobile in a different what, way. What are you doing to T-Mobile? Uh, T-Mobile used to give you a $5 discount if you have auto pay set up. And uh-huh. they said, oh, you need to switch to a debit card. We're not accepting credit cards for auto pay anymore because I guess they don't like the fees that are incurred. Right. And, you know, the whole thing with T-Mobile is we're the uncarrier. I didn't even pick T-Mobile. I had Sprint. And you can make fun of me for Sprint, but T-Mobile merged with sprint bought sprint and then i became a t-mobile but you know my 
good customer, but my plan was locked in. And I don't really want to give it up because looking at the other carriers, it's like, God damn it. All these plans are so expensive. I'll just keep the one I have because apparently it's guaranteed until the CEO of T-Mobile decides to change that too. The uncarrier. We're not like the other ones with a money grab. Oh, clearly you are. So with the credit card, I got annoyed that they're making use a debit card when they have had data breaches in the past too. And uh, obviously you're okay. covered with a credit card. If there's fraud, it's easy to get your money back. A debit card, money's out of your account. It's actually missing. You know, it's a bigger ordeal. And I turned off auto billing. I pay two weeks late every month now. <laughs> and they, they send me texts. You're late. We're, you, uh, you're at risk of losing your service. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, no, I still pay. And there's no risk here. And I turned on paper billing again. So they have to mail me a bill. I, you I thought, don't pay paper, right? Like you pay online. I thought about sending a check. I really, I just, I'm too lazy for that even. Yeah. Then I, have to I love scared. writing a check. <laughs> well, it's fun. Like I practice my penmanship. I like the idea because then they have to hire a person on staff to collect the checks and do whatever <laughs> they have to do to process the checks. It's like the, the five, the five dollars, huh? You were yeah. so stingy and cheap <laughs> and greedy and profit driven that you decided to get rid of the five dollar discount for auto pay. I'm going to go complete opposite direction. You get your, mm. your money two weeks late now. You have to send me a paper bill and uh, I should send by check. I was going to pay in store, but I found Ooh, out. Is that worse? Well, I found out they charge you a fee if you pay in store. What? Yeah, you go in and you pay in the store, then there's a fee tacked onto that. Wow. I didn't know that. Scumbags. That's rude. So many fees. The fees are are wild. Like to get your money instantly, you know, through PayPal or whatever, those little those things, it's always, you know, you have to pay a dollar thirty four or something. Well, it's a percentage usually, right? Right. So if you're transferring large amounts, then they're gonna take even more. Which it shows it can be done. It shows that this can be instant, but it takes. What's a fee for? What are they? Why are they charging us a fee? So they can make money. Because otherwise, do you want to like, wait? Do you want to wait business days, two to three business days, or do you want your money now? Even Ugh. though we can clearly send it now, I don't know if they're fronting the money. They may be doing this where right, they're right, right. they're fronting it, and that's why it gets to you so quickly. And then they are reimbursed once it clears. That may actually happen, but I don't. Right. This day and age. It's all. Di I don't understand how it can't be instant across the board. Ever. I know. It's instant when you use an ATM. That's not your bank's ATM. That's certainly out of your account immediately. It's gone. So yeah, I hate that. I hate in an. I don't use ATMs because I feel like they're ripoffs. But yeah, if I used, if I used an ATM that's not my bank, I understand paying the fee for the ATM. I guess because there's somebody who operates that ATM. You know, like I think they're. Are they like individually owned? They're not owned by the bank, are they? I mean, you can have like bodegas have ATMs that is the private owner. Sometimes I think right, maybe okay. the so store. Then, so if they charge like you a the... $3 fee, then fine, I guess. <laughs> but then your bank also charges you a fee? Yeah, that's the thing. That's you didn't, insanity. You didn't use one of our ATMs. We're going to yeah. charge you two seven. What am I paying for? What's the fee for? It's like a punishment? It's just they write this shit in. They write in fees so they can collect yeah. as much as they can. Uh, you know, usually it's 
there won't be any fees if you keep $500,000 in your account. Oh, yeah. I've gotten those things where it's like my my account was like had dipped too low for too long. You know, <laughs> it was like, we're charging you $10. Like, bitch, my account is low. Why are you charging me for that? That what, You think I have money? You're getting blood from a stone. Well, that's that's the thing. They're not able you're not giving them enough money to invest to make money off of your money that they get to keep. So they get annoyed. You don't keep five thousand dollars in your savings account. then you know, we can't really make money off of anything less than that. That should be illegal when we take it. Well, it's not illegal because if they lose it, your money is still guaranteed. So, but it is fucking (laughs) fight. Isn't that um, FDIC? Not the bank. Well, that's a that's a different Federal. thing. That's a different thing in the sense that, well, sure, if the bank lost everyone's money and went under, then you, then you're insured. I'm talking about like a bank stays in business, but they make some investments with their uh, bank people, like the people who have accounts oh, with yeah, them, yeah. their money, right. and they're not always making money. Uh, you know, maybe they have a day where they lose several million dollars, God. but it doesn't reflect in your account. Now, if the bank went under, yes, you're insured up to. What is it? Is it even two hundred thousand at this point? Is it still one hundred thousand? It's not. How about, how how do banks? I'm sorry. Maybe it's a dumb question. How do banks make money? That's it. That's they invest your money and they. But before loans. that, because it's, but like a, a a building that was a bank before fees and electronic whatever. How did banks make money? They would take your money and then they invested. They invested in stocks and the market oh, they did? and. All what about the like loan, hometown banks, like you know, all the loan fees and the interest charges that, and they give you a, a loan or a mortgage. Oh yeah, okay, okay. But still, it's uh, hmm. you know, they have to pad their profits though, and they say, <coughs> and they say yes, a ten dollar fee because you didn't maintain five thousand dollars in your account, which I really should just close my Bank of America account. I keep a savings and a checking open with Bank of America. My direct deposit goes into my checking and the day I'm paid, I pay my bills. I transfer what I want to save to a credit union. Uh, I put some money in the bank of America savings account just to hold it there for rent money. And, oh, sure. and when I pay rent, that goes down to like $50 in my savings and my <laughs> checking account at any given time with bank of America has like $300 in it. I don't let them have my money and it's, in a weird way, I like that. Like I should just switch banks to a bank that I don't mind keeping my money with. But uh-huh. in my mind, it's my way of punishing Bank of America. It's like you're not – I'm a customer, but you're not getting my fucking money. Like it will be in there for a, for, for a few hours when I get paid and then it's all going to be moved around and none of it is yours. Good luck investing my $30 that you have access to. You're so to. funny. You're like, um, you're like a passive-aggressive uh, vigilante. Well, you got to do the little things. They don't notice or care for the most part. Again, they do get to take the $10 fee out Uh every month of the savings (laughs) account. And um, I have a credit card with them, Uh which is like $20,000 limit. And I wanted more because my credit's good. And I just wanted it, even though I don't need need more than $20,000 on one card. (laughs) Uh, They flat out rejected me because the balance is in my... Bank of oh. America accounts accounts were too low. Sure. I was like, fuck you. Other credit cards don't aren't tied to my bank account and they give me higher credit limits. I'm like, you don't give us enough money. We don't like you. You don't get it. You don't get how this works. 
there is an OCD part too. Yeah. Uh, that I've, man, it was fucking Nations Bank at the time. I opened up uh, my first account. Nations Bank. At Nations Bank on Wade Green Road. Oh, wow. Um, and then it turned to Bank of America. And just because I've had the account for so many years, I forget. You can see online how long the account. It's like, oh, it's been open for a long time. It'd be kind of sad to close it and go to fucking Santander or some shit. I know it's <laughs> Santander. I don't even know. I don't know what, what you're saying. That's a bank. <laughs> Santander. 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 <laughs> I don't know what bank. A credit union, right? You have to just go to. I have no idea. Credit unions is where you need to go. Scum. All the hidden fees. That's another thing that uh, I guess they're trying to fight. The federal government's trying to mm-hmm. say to all these companies, no more hidden fees. Yeah, no, they should be uh, out in the open. Yeah, with airlines. Airbnb did it. it. It doesn't really change anything. You just see the price up front. But at least and you I, know. But you still are in a in a position where it's like, well, I have no other real choice. Well, you still That's the thing. There's never a point in time I was tricked by the cleaning fee on Airbnb. I would get pissed off by it because you think you find a good deal right. and then you click and it says $300 cleaning fee. And you say, what the fuck? Fuck you. And you don't book it. So right. it's not like it fooled me. And if it's built in up front, then I probably will not look at that listing. It's still a weird, shitty practice, but were people really being fooled by it? I don't know. I think the airlines have gone a little too far where they all nickel and dime you. It's like, you want to book a coach sheet in advance? Well, we've got these three tiers of booking. One is the most basic where you don't get to pick a seat. The middle and, one, you- And you don't ever get to change anything afterward. Yeah, the middle one, you can book your seat, but you don't get to change anything. And the third one, you can change for no additional fee. The middle one, though, where you can book your seat, oh, you're lucky enough to pick a seat that's going to cost you money to choose because it's in the first half of the plane and that's a preferred seat. So that's going to cost you $28. Yeah. Fucking scum. It is. I know it's a low margin industry, I guess, but. And then they squeeze you in tighter and tighter. Look, I guess you think about air travel in the past when planes had more leg room and you know it was a luxury thing mm-hmm. it really was fucking expensive and airlines have made it so it's accessible to most people you can travel now it's opened up the world i do understand that so there's the bigger picture because even like an expensive flight from new york to atlanta to me is like 500 dollars round trip because you can get them for 200 250 if it's an sure. off time and yeah, in the two hundreds, I'm comfortable paying something around there. But you think about and lower than that is like awesome. But I'm okay with the t- once it gets higher than that, I'm like fuck off, I can't. But you think about five hundred dollars to get to Atlanta in two hours, and then get back to New York in an hour forty five because it's a little faster coming back. Five hundred dollars yeah. is kind of a deal. It's a miserable experience. <laughs> you take a cab that costs sixty dollars to go yeah. like five miles. And you can travel 800 something miles for 200. When you look at it like that, it's like, okay, that's that's really not so bad. But to me, I think the games do make it feel worse. It's like, okay, you're charging me 500 and then there's going to be more on top of it. Yeah. I'd rather you just be transparent because it does feel like they're trying to trick you at that point. Instead of just saying this would have cost, we're sorry. It's look, it's high. We know. 
it's really not that high when you think about it and you put it in a different perspective and look through it at a different lens. Well, I mean, but... that's anything, right? You can look at anything from a different, pers- like a different lens and then be like, oh, okay. But it still doesn't hurt. It still doesn't mean it doesn't hurt when you try to scrounge or muster up that money <laughs> when you think it's too much. I, yeah, and I feel like, oh, I know you're charging the people in the front like $15,000 if it's an international flight to sit in the live flat seats. Uh, and they're going to charge me to be crammed into this. That's the one yeah. thing. I think with long-haul international flights, there should be more yeah. room. It's like, squeezed in the there. Long, yeah, it's almost like – so I, I have a, a thing about driving long distances – like if you're traveling through states and states and states, I feel like the speed limit should be different for you, you know? And I feel like <laughs> it just should be like, I'm not getting off. I'm staying in one lane. I'm moving. You know what I mean? I'm not zooming around. I, I, sh- I should have a special lane where things are fat. It's like the Autobahn lane, but with, and also with uh, these long flights that are going to other countries and stuff, there should be different rules. It shouldn't be like, well, you're in closer to the front of the plane. It should be like, those same rules that apply from like Atlanta to New York should not apply to the long flights. And also all those planes should have more room. They shouldn't squeeze you in like they do. I agree, but then it would be more expensive. <clears throat> That's the trade-off. Like people, you may not be able to then travel overseas. And I look, I don't like the fact that I'm defending yeah. the airlines practices, the industry that will always be bailed out. They get themselves in trouble or you know, COVID wasn't their fault, but you know, the government, gives them billions of dollars to stay afloat. And I understand it's for all our good because if we lost air travel and all the companies went under, then what? What's going to happen then? Everything's going to come to a screeching halt. Maybe it would be good. Maybe it would be good if we just shut it all down. I wish travel weren't accessible for people anymore. We go, you know, something like Venice is apparently a shithole to visit these days. It's <laughs> miserable because there's so many tourists and the people who live there are like, what the hell has happened to our city? I mean, it's a dumb city in the first place. Who the fuck builds buildings and water and a sinking island or whatever the hell the problem with that place is? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, it's cool to see. I think it's cool to see. Uh, What is the deal with that? (laughs) (laughs) Why did they build there? Was it fine for a long time? And then it was like, whoa, there's a lot of water. (laughs) I mean, uh, who knows what they're... I'm sure there was a reason in the past where it made sense. Yeah. Uh, but it, apparently it is just miserable to go now because there's so many tourists, tourists because it's so accessible in like the middle yeah. class and China can now travel. And oh, people hate the Chinese. I know the only tourists that are apparently worse than Americans. Yeah. Spitting. <laughs> American tourists. The hawking. Uh, Americans are pretty bad, though, too. It's but at deserved. least uh, I feel like American tourists just stick out like a sore thumb and don't try to like <clears throat> stay in keeping with the surroundings you know but no you do to... <laughs> some people most people don't no i'm saying they don't do that okay I you yeah said they, least people they stick out uh and i feel like the 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 i the sentiment about chinese tourists is that they their their cultural i guess social standards are so different that it comes off as rude yeah like well, i said it's also the spitting new. and the hawking and the it's new to a lot of them travel is right. now accessible and they can go places and i guess there's a learning curve uh yeah. venice by the way was founded in 697 
Whoa. Roman em- Roman Empire was declining. The people were running away from the Germanic invasions, and they just went to these islands that were filled with lagoons because <laughs> they were easy to defend and difficult to reach. So they were just oh. they were just looking to live. So okay. they decided to go to this land that was filled with water and said, "You know what? The Ger- Germanic invasions. Why would they want to come here? This yeah. is a shithole. Water world." Little did we know they would become a different type of shit. Like Amsterdam, apparently. If you go to Travis Central, just went to Amsterdam. If you go to Central Amsterdam, apparently there's no grocery stores. There's no infrastructure for people who actually live there. It all caters to tourists. Oh. And I think Venice is similar. It's like, hey, I live here. I need to get goods. I need to survive. It's like, fuck you and your money. We want to sell mugs and T-shirts and <laughs> pins <laughs> and fake little, uh. you know, miniature gondolas oh that's the thing i would go to venice and ride in a gondola when the gondola was the way to get around you know not now where it's like i may as well just go to the venetian in las vegas and ride on one of those gondolas because it's gonna be the same experience it's just disney world everywhere you go (laughs) even in vegas i think that the uh Eh, maybe it's not this advanced. I was going to say the ceiling's got clouds and the clouds move. Oh, I think you're right. I think there's something like that. It could Passola be. Mio. It could be. Is that what they sing on the gondolas? I don't know. Am I singing? Is that Italian? I have no clue what they sing on the gondolas. You know, like the, they sing, right? I don't want them to sing. I don't want to That's do what I'm anything. Saying. If it was original, you know what I'm saying? Like if it was just the way it was like. They're th- these guys are like taxi drivers, and but they're just on a boat, and there's like this fun little thing where some of them sing. It's like cool, what a fun authentic experience. But I I don't want to go there now and like wait in a line of f- fat Americans like more bread. <laughs> I'm gonna. Do go you have to any the... chicken? Thing? Do you have? Remember that <laughs> it had to be set up, but it was on one of those ninety day fiancés where she was in like. Where was she? Was she? She was maybe like in Africa or something. Because I think it was a Muslim country. And she asked if they had Texas margaritas. <laughs> and the lady was like, uh, we have tea and uh, we have water. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like she so must no, have been. No margarita. She must have been doing it for show. I hope she so, had to least. have been. But still, that's that is sort of a that that's within the spectrum of shit Americans tourists are capable of. I'm looking up uh, pictures of Venice now. Town and we Country Magazine. And we have water. How to do Venice like a local. Then it's got a, a guy sitting by one of the canals with his feet up on a table and his shoes off and his arms out. Ah! Uh, spread out. It's like, you're not a fucking local. Put your shoes back local. on. Local wouldn't do this shit. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's happened. New York's big enough. Where, you know, it's yeah. never going to fully become. There's enough economy here outside of an industry, outside of tourism. But there's, you know, Times Square. It's like, you know, you live at Times Square. There's no grocery stores. You're not going to. Some people live close to Times Square. I don't know why. It's crazy I mean, to me. If it's a place and you can live there, I guess live there. So there are certain parts All the of the trains city. are convenient from there. Well, my fear is since COVID since not as many people come into the city to work anymore right. that like midtown downtown 
the, the industry is going to become just tourism. And so it's all going to transform to all those stupid. I love, I heart New York shirt shops, shirt shops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or fuck you, you fucking fuck. That's another t-shirt I see at these stores. It's like, hilarious. <laughs> uh, see, like the first it. time I see that shirt, I think it's cool and funny. But then if it becomes a thing, it's like. <laughs> I don't think it's cool and funny ever. Oh, well, it's kind of funny. Not even the first time. Because I yeah. immediately think of the person who thought, I've got an idea for a shirt. And they were so <laughs> proud of themselves. And they're really just this moron who has excessive self-confidence. And any kind of self-awareness would say, this is a dumb idea. This is the stupidest <laughs> just thing I could Just to stifle ever... yourself with neuroses is, is better than anything else. Yeah. Then I'm going to make some money with my fuck you, you fucking fuck shirt. So you should have had enough self-awareness to say, this is not a good idea. This is not even that clever. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But the I fact just sent that you, you a t-shirt that I want to buy, that's kind of one of those shirts. <laughs> or you can buy one that says, "I saw this one online today." Um, I have to look it up. White, straight, Republican, and male. How else can I piss you off today? It's <laughs> 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 uh, so dumb. It is dumb. But somebody out there feels hold on, like they're really wait, wait, wait. making a point. Wait, hold on. What is this? Why are they in school? It's it's Thanksgiving week. They're off. No, school. Thanksgiving week is Thursday and Friday. <laughs> Ellie made this really amazing picture. And she had to show it to me. It's freaking awesome. I'm going to send it Heck to you. Heck yeah. Okay, you can send it and I'll take a look. But okay, I'll put there, it online when, is, when did this happen? The full what? week for Thanksgiving? Yeah, dog. Well, yesterday. No, no. Yesterday no. they had parent-teacher conferences. And maybe they have them today too. I'm not sure. No. Did you see the picture? I, the, the t-shirt I sent you? <laughs> Thanksgiving week for school is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm only... Saying this because I am jealous that I didn't get that. Oh, right. I know. Yes, and they I got saw the, the day picture. After, uh, Halloween off. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. What the picture? These days off. No, I mean, the t shirt doesn't make sense either, but it's I just know, what it's it. good for, for people who want to know. It's Guy Fieri. <laughs> I know his name's Guy. I'll post this it one. It says, I just, I just cummed. Yeah. Why it has like a teen? werewolf what and is... a dove. <laughs> And it says teen hearts. It's underneath. just so stupid. It just made, it, made me laugh a lot. <laughs> well, it's like those wolf t-shirts selling at the moon. At some point, that really was like a weird shirt. And now people yes. make it because in, in, in the same vein. Like, look at this weird shirt with these wolves yeah. howling. This is It's like, okay. I'm wearing the shirt. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yes. eh, eh, the shirt. <laughs> like, ugh. It's a different reason shit we've already done an hour in one minute i don't even know what the topic was bills collections bills 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 um you don't pay my bills can't pay my telephone bills i'll make sure that this one sinks or i'll do okay. my best <laughs> one day Still i'll your phone yeah one day i'll go back to the other computer setup i just don't feel like dealing with it the computer's too slow even though it's a better mic hmm. and just a more stable. I can hear the difference in the mic. Yeah, it's not. Yes, there should be a difference because this is a USB mic from 2011. Yeah. 
And the other one's Hi, an Electro Voice RE20, industry Ooh. standard. Electro Voice? What about Shure? I don't have a Shure. I'm an Electro Voice guy. You're a oh. Shure person. You're yeah, either or. SM7B. Yeah, that's a look. It's a fine mic. Those are the two industry standards. They're right up there next to each other. Electro Voice RE20. The Shure mounts better. It's got a mount built in. Right. And it works better on a table stand, whereas the RE20 really needs a shock mount on an arm. But, yeah, I need a better arm. This, My arm is, is like has lost its rigidity and it makes a lot of noise. Yeah, we should get another one. They're not that expensive. I'm looking into it. All right, everybody. Love you. Uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. Talk to you later. Bye.